Hello, and welcome to Fairview Christian Radio. My name is Nick Epperson, and I run this podcast. Right now, you're about to listen to one of our sermon podcasts. And before we get started, I need to let you know something. This is not meant to replace you going to church. If you're not based in a biblically sound church right now, you need to be because that's an expectation God has for all of us. Now, with all that being said, let's get started with the sermon, and I hope you find something edifying about it. God bless you. Good to see everybody in the house of the Lord. Amen. I hope you're looking for a blessing. Amen. Amen. God's in the blessed business. Amen. Amen. Yes. He ain't quit. He ain't on vacation. That's right. He's here today. Amen. Amen. We've invited Brother Chad Dirt to come and bring the word for us this morning. Amen. 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 Hey, Brother Chad, come on. Amen. Make it work. Glory. Praise the Lord. Give the Lord a hand this morning. Amen. 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 This is the Father Sunday. I know he's worthy and we're not worthy. Amen. Amen. We honor him this morning. I honor your pastor today. Uh, Pastor Scott and Pastor Michelle for allowing us to come in your church for having us this morning. It's such a blessing for us to be in your house today. Amen. To share with you the word of the Lord that he has put in my heart uh, for this house this morning. I do believe that he has got a word for us today. Amen. Pastor Scott, you don't have to worry. you got a big security guard this morning. I come through the door and our sister over here, her first question was, who are you? <laughs> and what she meant was, what are you doing here? Because she saw a face that she hadn't saw before. Amen. Amen. That's a good thing in the body of Christ. And the, what we need in the hour in which we live here. Amen. Amen. Uh, but I, I want you to know that you've got somebody here that's standing guard for your house this morning. Uh, as Pastor Scott said, I'm Chad Jordan. I'm from here, born and raised here in Clay County. Moved to Austin a little over eight years ago. Uh, so some, most of you I know, some of you I don't know. Uh, but I have a, a wife, Holly. Uh, Jordan and my son, Caden Jordan. Uh, I'm honored to have my mother-in-law, Debbie Anderson, and one of our dear friends, uh, Denise, with us and her children this morning. Amen. They're from Talladega. Such an honor for them to come and be with us in the house this morning. Uh, amen. Uh, but it's just a blessing to be here today. Uh, and uh, Pastor Scott called me and asked me about coming, and he said that we're going to have fellowship after service. Now, I don't know if he was doing one or two things. He was telling me that we didn't have to worry about leaving and going to eat somewhere. Amen. I can preach as long as I want So I got Brother Lee guarding the back door. That way you can't leave and get out of here. And also, I've been in this thing long enough to know that you can't preach against food. So when you get a hungry stomach, amen, especially if those ladies go in there and start swarming that food up, amen, I'm going to have to preach really, really fast because y'all going to start slipping out on me. Amen. So uh, we're going to get in this thing this morning. If you just uh, bear with me for a while, amen, to say amen or amen, we get through a lot faster. Amen. Uh, I do want to honor Sister Jane this morning. She may not remember me. I've been knowing her for, well, she's been knowing me all my life. Uh, I guess uh, many, many years ago, probably about my son, son's age, we moved to Childersburg. Uh, Sister Jane lived over there, and she would invite me to come to church at different times. And sometimes, I was a young who I was raised in church. She would invite me to come and go. You know, I went a few times, and it was just being stupid. I was just young and dumb, Amen. But you know, she prayed over us. She loved us and she showed us the love of Christ. And seeing her up here singing this piano, and I hadn't saw her in many, many, many years, probably 25, 30 years since I've seen her, something like that. Seeing, seeing her up here, brother, was just a blessing to me. And it's a blessing, Sister Jane. You know, and what brother was talking about in Sunday school, 
just honoring those and, and just seeing those that have gone on and those that have served and, and, and just put inside of our lives and put an anchor there. You know what? She, maybe back then, she never would have thought the way that I acted and the, some of the things that I did, how stupid that I was. And, you know, I was just young and dumb. But, you know, she never gave up. Amen. She never gave up. And she's still serving the Lord, still doing the mighty work for God. Amen. And it's just an honor to come back today and just preach a word for her today. Right. Amen. I'm so honored for that. And, you know, I choose not to take that for granted. Thank you, Sister Jane. I love you and I appreciate you. Amen. And your family, uh, it's good to see y'all this morning. If you got your Bibles, we get into the Word this morning. As I said, I, I know we got food in the back, so I'm going to try to preach as quick as I can. But I do believe that the Lord gave me a word for you this morning. Is this my bottle of water up here? Amen. If you got your Bibles, you can turn to Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Ecclesiastes chapter 3. And we'll begin in verse 1. I'll give you a moment to get there. The worship team this morning, church, I appreciate all the worship this morning. Amen. As it has adequately set the stage for the word of God this morning. Amen. And it has confirmed what the Lord has spoken to me all week this week, seeking Him. And we're just all right on key. Amen. And the Lord says that he'll confirm his word. Amen. He will. He'll do it over and over again. If you got your Bibles, give me a big amen. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 1, it says, To everything there is a season, there's a time for every purpose under heaven. Let's pray. Father, we thank you this morning, God, for your presence. Lord, your anointing that we have felt in this house this morning, Lord. I thank you, God, for your presence. Lord, I thank you for your people, God, that's hungry, that's thirsty after you today, God. And Lord, we just come and we just honor you today, God. Father, we just ask that you just have your will, your way in this place today, God. That you speak to every heart, every life, God, that we can leave chains, transform, God, and encourage and challenge by your purpose and your plan for our lives this morning. And everybody in agreement will say, Amen. Amen. You can be seated if you like this morning. If I had a title of today's message, Amen, it would be the season of barrenness. The season of barrenness. And we can look across this country and this nation that where we're at today, and I can... I could have preached so many, many different things today, but as I sought the Lord, this is what he had put in my spirit. Amen. First, I would just like to talk to you about a season. Amen. There's a, a season for everything, the Bible says, and every person in this place this morning, amen, you may be going through a different season in your life, and I know as we transgression, transgression from, from uh, summer into fall, amen, we see the temperature starts changing, the climate starts changing, but there's a a season for everything and every purpose. Amen. And I want you to know this morning that every person in this room is probably going through some kind of different season in your life. Everything comes and goes. Amen. Amen. It's not there to stay. It's just a season. It's just for temporarily. Amen. It's just for a time. The Bible says that a season is one of the four parts of the year. Amen. It says that these four parts are spring, summer, fall, and winter. We know that, right? Now, sometimes here in Alabama, we go through a transgression. Amen. The world sometimes... We, we see summertime and wintertime. It's just right. the, the times and the seasons that we live in. Amen. And as we go through each season, we know it brings different things to our weather. Right. Sometimes we come out and it's hot. We're going to wear shorts and a short sleeve shirt. Amen. We're not going to be wearing a sweater. Amen. And things of that nature. Amen. As we go on through, it says our activities. Some things change. Some things right. you can do in the summertime that you can't do in the wintertime. Right? We're not going to be out on the lake swimming in the, in the wintertime. Amen. Every season brings a different thing to our lives. We dress different. 
We plan different. We plan our lives, our activities, what we do. Amen. Every day that we wake up, amen, whether depending on what the season is in the, in the, the natural is how we dress, how we plan our lives, the things that we do on the weekends, the things that we do after work, before school, after school. Those things change, amen, but every season has a purpose for our lives. Some of us like different seasons for different reasons. I'm a spring person. I like to fish. It's very good in the springtime. Summertime is not so good because they're so deep. It's just go out there and you waste a lot of time. You ladies, you like the summertime where you can get out and you go do your yard sale and your shopping. Amen. You can get out on the lake and do your sunbathing and all that kind of thing. Amen. Amen. Come on. Don't act all holy for me. You like it. Amen. I do too. I like to get out there and fish with the best of them. Amen. As we go into the wintertime, I like to be out there hunting. So I find different things in my life. Amen. How, how I live my life is, is different things depending on what the season is. And how many know as we go through those things in our lives, the spiritual things, amen, as we face and we start adapting to those different things. But I want to tell you today, amen, that every season is just a temporary. It's a temporary time thing. It's not going to last forever. Amen. I want you to know this morning, amen, no matter what you're going through, how strong, how, how the struggle might seem, it's just a season and it's here only for a temporary time. Amen. Those seasons have to come, amen, to prepare you for the next season. Amen. If we don't go through a hard winter time, next summer time, what are we going to have? We're going to have mosquitoes everywhere. Amen. Like we got now. And every season has a purpose for the next season. Right. And folks, I want to tell you, the season that you go through is shaping your life and developing you in your life to prepare you for what's to come. Amen. Amen. That's what God's designed for. But every season is just a temporary time. Amen. Amen. Don't quit. Don't hold your head down. But it's for a purpose and a reason. But can I tell you, every season must come to pass. Right. We've got to go through the spring season to get to the summer season. Right? Right. We got to go through that to get to the fall season, and then we go through the winter season. Every season has to come for the next one to come to pass. And that's what I want to speak to you about today. Every Christian goes through different seasons in your life. Amen. Amen. Come on. And if you look back over your life, even if you've been in this thing long enough, you know that you've been through some easy seasons. You've been through some difficult seasons. Okay. Amen. It's real easy. You just throw a pair of shorts on and a short sleeve shirt and walk out when it's warm outside. But you can't do that when it's cold outside. Right. Sometimes you put all the clothes that you want on and you walk outside and you're still freezing. You're still cold. Right? Amen. It's how do we prepare ourselves through that season. Amen. And I want to talk to you this morning even about the spiritual side of your life. How do you prepare yourselves for that season to come? Because I promise you, when you get over this season, there will be another season down the road. But those seasons shapes our lives and it changes us. It transforms us into the image of Christ. Amen. Amen. But sometimes we get our we get bumped against the wall and not knowing which way to go, which way to hold our head up when we go through those seasons. Amen. We just went through a season with my wife and we're still going through this. Amen. As where she was sick and she was having some problems going on with her body and we didn't understand. We went from doctor to doctor. They was talking about we'll go through that song. Amen. And turn into this and turn into that. And every answer we couldn't go. It was like talking that long and not being able to find an answer. Amen. You go to the doctor, you think that you're going to find an answer. You know, you pray and you seek the Lord, and you know, my wife will take the word of God and just lay it on her chest and just start praying. She'll just let oh, different worship just play over and over in her mind, just transform her mind and stand on the word of God. But what do you do when that's still not enough? What do you do when you're laying there and you're hurting and you're miserable and you can't do anything about it? I want to tell you, folks, that's just a season. That's just something that you got to go through. Amen. And you got no answers. You go to the doctor, there is no hope. 
who do you turn to? You turn to God and you start praying and praying and seeking God. You know what the word says. You know what? Amen. The Bible says when you try to have your faith as strong as you can. Amen. Well, when that gets shaken, what do you do? What do you turn to? How do you turn? How do, where do you get your answers from? When you got brothers and sisters, and I thank God some of you was praying, standing in the gap with us. Walk arms and hold yourselves up. Maybe uh, through those times of season, sometimes you let your head get down and you don't know what to do. Folks, I want to tell you, it's just for a season. Uh, every season has a purpose. I want to tell you this morning, just hold your head up. Uh, it's part of what you're going through. It's part of what you may be facing because God's the same God today. Just pray for everyone. Yes, Pastor. Yes, Amen. And I want to tell you, we still don't have that answer. But I want to tell you, the end result, God is still faithful. God is still holding you. And I was sitting there in the car, and me and my son were going, you know, with this COVID and things going on, they don't allow so many people going into the hospital and, and things of that nature. Amen. So we would go and sit in the car, and, you know, we went to Doctors Realm, Oxford, Anderson, Pell City, and I told her, I said, we're going to go to Birmingham. Amen. The worst thing that we can do is just lose the copay and the gas money, huh? but maybe we get a different answer. And I go up there, and we sit, and she goes in the waiting room, and Caden's in the back seat asleep, and I'm just sitting there praying, seeking God. Amen. We're the men, we're the house, we're the supposed to be the strong ones of the household. Amen. And as a brother was talking about me and Wally Glover, talking about us men today, huh? Amen. We're supposed to be the strong with the backbone, huh? Amen. I'm sitting in that car praying, seeking God. What's going on, huh? Why are we not seeing answers? Why are we not seeing results, huh? But I want to tell you, God is still faithful, huh? Amen. Just put your head up, That's the same way it is in our lives. 
We do certain things thinking that we're going to get good results, and sometimes it just don't happen. Amen. That thing is called life. Amen. Amen. That's called life. And you look at your brothers and sisters, and it works well for them, but it doesn't work well for you. You think, what in the world is wrong here? What is wrong with me? It's just a season of your life. Just hold on and don't allow the enemy to detour you. Amen. Flip over to 2 Kings in chapter 4 here. Second Kings in chapter 4, verse 8, it reads this. It says, Now it happened one day that Elisha went to Shunem, where there was a noble woman, and she pursued him to eat some food. So it was, as often as he passed by, he would turn in there to eat some food. And she said to her husband, Look now, I know that this is the holy man of God who passes by us regularly. Don't you want that testimony? Amen. As when you walk by, people notice that you're a man or woman of God that comes by living and being upright every day. Amen. You don't have to wear the t-shirt. You don't have to wear the bumper sticker across your forehead. All you got to be is true and upright and people will see the difference. Amen. Somebody. It says, please let us make a small upper room on the wall and let us make and put him a bit for him there. And a table and a chair and a lampstand so it will be whenever he comes to us, he can turn in there. And it happened one day that he came to there. And he turned into the upper room and lay down. Then he said to Gehazi, his servant, call this Shunammite woman. When he called her, she stood before him and he said to her, say now to her, look, you have been concerned for us with all of this care. What can I do for you? So she served him. Now he is wanting to serve her and honor her and do something for her. It says, do you want me to speak on your behalf to the kings or the commander of the army? She answered and said, I dwell among my own people. Amen. I'm with my own people, Pastor. Amen. I'm not running to and fro. Amen. With the world, I'm with my people. Amen. Amen. He said, in verse 14, it says, So he said, What then is to be done for her? And Gehazi answered, Actually, she has no son, and her husband is old. So here we find it. She is barren. Here, she is telling Elisha, I don't need you to go speak on my behalf. I don't really need you to do anything for me. But the bond servant said, she don't have no child. We look into her life and saw that need there. And folks, if we look into people's lives every day, we'll see some kind of need there. Amen. If it ain't doing nothing but smiling on or patting them on the back and telling them, God is still God and God still got you. Amen. God still loves you. Amen. In spite of what you're going through, God's still there. Amen. It's just those little things in our lives. Amen. That we place seeds in people's lives that changes the life. It makes a world of outcome difference. Amen, somebody. Amen. Here we find, so this barrenness is a state of being able to produce plants or fruit. The condition of not being able to have children or young animals. The fact of being empty or without anything new or creative. It's hopeless. There's no purpose. No purpose. As we feel in our lives. Have you ever been to that place? Fruitless. The quality of yielding nothing. Of no value. No good for anything. Have you ever felt like that? Yeah. You're just good for nothing. You're going through the motion, but inside you don't feel anything. Can I tell you this morning, that's just a season that you're going through. Amen. Or if you've been through it, that's just a season. Just hold on. Because Amen. God is still the same God. Amen. Barrenness comes in many shapes and forms. Just as different seasons come and go. There will be many times that we find ourselves barren and feeling no value. But I want to tell you this morning, it's just a season. It's just a season. Amen. Amen. It's just a season. Come on. 
things that it could be, and it may not be limited to feeling of no worth as a person or a parent or a grandparent that you feel like that you're not getting through to your children. As you look in that mirror every day that you feel like a failure, have you ever been there before? Financial hardship going through when you look at that bank account and you see no money there, but all those bills still come due. Amen. They're coming in week in and week out and you're stuck and you can't pay that bill because you look at the checkbook and there's nothing there. But somehow or another, our God always provides. Amen. Amen. Somehow or another, he just comes in on the right time. Amen. He said, get that money out of that fish's mouth somehow, some way. He still provides and he still makes a way where there seems to be no way. We don't understand it in the world. Amen. He still does it. Amen. Struggles on our jobs. We go through things in our job. People talking about us. Things that just happen. Amen. Because they just we're different and we're peculiar people. People talk about us. Amen. We go through those struggles. Struggles in our churches. We don't have no struggles in our churches. Oh, yes, we do. Oh, yeah. I ain't saying that we do good about this church. I'm talking about the church down the road, Pastor. Y'all don't throw rocks at me. Amen. But at times we have struggles in our churches. Amen. Because this side wants it this way and that. This side wants it that way. Amen. Sometimes we find struggles. Amen. I want to tell you, people want you to close the doors and shut the doors. Amen. We just quit having church. Amen. This COVID thing, just stay home. Amen. I want to tell you, amen. Thank God for a pastor that says we will serve the Lord. Struggles in the church. How about this one? Struggles in our Christian walk. Struggles in your Christian walk. More as a young person, we want to go to school, we want to fit in, and we want to be real cool, but we don't want to be real different. That's a struggle. Amen. That all our young people today is facing more and more so than what we did when we were in school. Amen. They want to fit in. They want to be that that cool kid on the block, but they don't want to be different. We've got to show them difference. Amen. If we don't show them difference, as Brother Lee was talking about a while ago, that we can still have fun in the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. Then we're going to lose this generation. Right. Amen. Went on. Buried in the womb. Here there was a Shammite woman. Amen. And you can just imagine this woman that came in for years and years. Amen. Wanted a child and wanted to seek after God. And, and she wanted something inside of her. She wanted a precious child. But something was inside that would not allow her to have a child. She was barren. And folks, for the guy's sake, we're not in the childbearing business. Amen. But there may be different things in our life that allows us to have or, or produce what, we, what we're looking for, our dreams, our hopes. And could you imagine this woman sought the Lord for years and years to have a child and could not be able to have one? Huh? Could you imagine what she had went through, what the struggles that she had faced? Of what all that she had dealt with? But this was a time for God to show his faithfulness. This woman was barren in a society which both pagans and worshippers of the Lord thought barrenness was a curse from God. Huh? So not only could she not bear children, the society, amen, thought that she was had done something in her life to brought curses upon her life against God. So that was what was wrong with her. Could you imagine what was going on in her mind for years and years and not being able to bear a child? Amen. Me and my wife has been trying for about, my son will be 12 in December, so about 10 and a half years we've been going through that same thing. 
So I understand just a small portion. I know women has different emotions than what men do. Amen. But I understand from my point of view, but I can't understand from her point of view. For about 10 and a half years, we've been seeking the Lord trying to, to have another child. But she's been buried. We went through tests. Amen. She went through surgery after surgery, through test after test. Amen. To be able to carry a child. So I understand a little small portion what this woman felt like. And then we went several years into it, and then she conceived. And we thought this was it, Pastor. This was the thing that we had been waiting for for years and years. And we got the little t-shirt or whatever you call it. The little gown that you put on babies and, and talk about it's a boy and this, that, and the other. Or respecting a child. I forgot exactly what all it said. But I understand that to a small degree. This woman had a dream, had a hope for years and years and years. But could not because something inside of her kept her back. It was a season that she was going through, and she wanted to get out of it, but didn't know how to get out of it. In the society, the ones that should have locked arms and helped her through it, amen, said, you must have done something against God. And pushed her aside. Because that's what the world wants to do for you in your dream. Amen. It may not be bearing a child. It may be something else in your life. Amen. It may be your dream, your vision, your hope. Amen. I want to tell you the world wants to push you back. The enemy wants to shut you up. But I'm here today to tell you that it's just a season. So we read in the next verse. The turn. Let me find where I'm at here. Here we go. The next verse it says, verse 15, it says, So he said, Call her. When he had called her, she stood in the doorway. Then he said, About this time next year, you shall embrace the son. That should have been good hope, right? This time next year, you shall bear a son. But there was something in her mind. That held her captive. What she had been facing and fought with for years. Church, you don't understand. She sought for a child for years and years and years. Amen. She done gave up on this hope. She done gave up on her dream. Amen. She's lost that vision that it's no longer going to happen. I'm just who I am because of what I am. Folks, I'm going to tell you. Amen. Is there three things that's all I want to go? God has given you a new name. Understand the years that I prayed. Come on. See, people speak things in your life. Right. Some may be true, some not true. If it doesn't line up with this word of God, then it's not true. Right. Man of God was talking about a while ago. But she saw that for years. But there was doubt in her mind because it hadn't happened when she prayed, when she thought that it should happen. Her and her husband just give up on that dream. And perhaps some of you in this place this morning have given up on your dream, your hope, your purpose. Because one week, one month, one year has went by and you haven't saw anything. It's dead. There's no hope of going on. But I'm here today to tell you, it's just a season. Hold on, hold on to God. Hold on. Have you ever been at that place before? 
where you just wanted to walk out, throw in the towel and give up. That would have been so much easier, right? Just to throw the towel in. That would have been a lot easier. But can I tell you, it's just a season. Some of y'all that's been in this thing for a while, you see some seasons back there that you went through. Some of you going through some seasons right now that you can't see through. But can I tell you, the same God, it's the same God that was back there. It's the same God that you today. And he will carry you through. There's just something about the name of Jesus that changes all things. Something about that name, Pastor, that changes all things. We go and we read in the next verse, it says, in verse 17, But the woman conceived and bore a son, and when the appointed time had come, which Elisha had told her, so here she has this child. Could you imagine what happened now when she conceived that child in her life? When it it was in the birthing process? Could you imagine what was going on in her mind? What she had prayed for for years and years and years? Now she's got it inside of her. Something's inside of her. And it's going to come to pass. Could you imagine the joy that she had? The peace that she had? But probably somewhere in her mind was she was still just thinking doubt somewhere along the way. Until she had that child and she delivered that child. She delivered that child, then it changed herself in the society. It not just didn't change her mind, but it changed all those that was around her. It said she must have done something against God to cause these curses against her. But what she did, she stood faithful to God. Even though she doubted through that, she stood faithful to God. And God brought it to pass. Same way he would do your life. Then it says, and the child grew. Now it happened. Somebody say, now it happened. You know, when you're up on the mountaintop, then something begins to slide downhill and you find yourself in that valley. You think it was so much easier up there on that mountain. We could praise the Lord. We could sing his name. We could talk about Jesus. But something happens when we're down here in this valley. It's a lot more struggle. It's a lot more fight. It's a lot more challenges that comes against us. Now it happened. Something was beginning to change. Folks, when we're on the mountaintop, it seems like everything just can, that can go right goes right. But we're in the valley. Everything that go wrong can go wrong. Amen. That happens to me anyway. Amen. Now it happened. Something's beginning to change. She's got this child that she has sought after for years and years. And it says, then the child grew. Now it happened one day that they went out to his father, to the reapers, and said to his father, my head, my head. Something was going on upstairs, and it wasn't quite right. He didn't know what it was, but he ran to the shepherd. And folks, I want to tell you this morning, you need to be praying for your pastor, because Amen. he's one that looks out for your souls. That's he's right. one that searches, and he watches over the shepherd, Amen. over the sheepfold. Right. Not only has he got his own problems, but he's got all of your problems on his shoulders. Amen. And he watches out for your souls. Right. And he didn't pay me to say that. Amen. He didn't invite me to come and preach on y'all Pray for your pastor. But you need to pray for your pastor. Lift him up and stay in the support. The man of right. God that you've got. Right. Amen. I agree. Yep. Amen. So it says that, of course, you know, when, when the child comes to the father, we're just all hard neck guys. What are we going to do to sell the mama? 
Well, we know the mama's the one that takes care of care bears. Most of the time, the mama's the one that they want. I don't know where the mama was at at this time, but he didn't run the mama, he run the daddy. Only time they run the daddy is when they want money. But it says that, so he said to his servant, carry him to his mother, like any other guy would. When he had taken him and he brought him to his mother, he sat on her knees to noon. Then he died. Then he died. This precious child that she had sought after for years and years and years just died. Could you imagine what was going through this lady's mind at that moment and at that time? The very gift that I have prayed for for years and years finally come to pass, but something else began to happen and he died right before my eyes. Holding my precious child, he died. Folks, I want to tell you, it looks like sometimes our dreams die right before us. Uh, amen. I want to tell you just to hold on because that process is doing something inside of us. Uh, amen. It's preparing us. It's only for a time. And it's only a season. It's perfect something inside of us for that next journey that we're going through. Uh, amen. It says that she, she had went in and she took that child thinking, how, how have I lost my vision? Uh, how have I lost my journey? How have I lost my direction? Uh, amen. She didn't quit. Uh, she didn't throw the towel even though it would have been easy to quit the Quit church and do her own thing. Amen. How many of us have been there before when we just wanted to quit and throw it in? Yes. Yeah, stop this thing. Yeah. What did she do? It says, and she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God and shut the door upon him. She took that precious child and laid it in that man of God's seat where she had the bed laid out for that man of God. She took her precious child and laid it there. Why does she put him there? Because she knew if she gets him to the northern of God, God amen, that was the closest thing that she could that something was going to happen. Amen. amen. She come took on. that man of God, took that child and laid him to the man of God's bed. She said, now huh? she called for her husband. Let's read on. Amen. And it says that in verse 22, it says, Then she called him to her husband and said, Please send me one of the young men and of the donkey that I may run to the man of God and come back. One more verse. So he said, why are you going to him today? It is neither the new moon or the Sabbath. And she said, it is well. Here she comes out. She lays that child. Amen. The man of God's bed. And it says that she runs out. She calls her husband and says, I've got to go. Amen. It says she's got to run to the man of God. She didn't say, I'm going to walk. I'm going to take my time. Amen. There's something inside. I've got to go. There's a vision. There's something I've got to go. And folks, I want to tell you through your life, through the trials, through the season of your life, God is not only ministering to your life, but He's ministering to those that's outside watching. Amen. I want to tell you, hold your head up because what you're doing in your life is witnessing to somebody else, the good, bad, and the ugly. I want to tell you, to hold your head up and stand tall and be proud, huh, man, that God is there with you. He's not going to leave you. He's not going to forsake you. He's not going to walk out on you. Amen. He's right there the whole time. Amen. It says that she had to run to the man of God. Huh? Her husband said, hold up just a minute. Huh? You don't understand. Huh? It's not a new moon. Huh? It's not a Sabbath. It's not Sunday. It's not church time. Huh? Amen. You can't go and fall down at the altar. It's not Sunday. Huh? Amen. I want to tell you, the man of God said a while ago, the altars are always open. Huh? Amen. You come with boldly before the throne of grace. Huh? Amen. Amen. Ask for help. Huh? Amen. We cry to the hills from whence come with our help. He's the way maker. He's the promise keeper. He will hold you when you can't be held by anybody else. Somebody say amen. And it says, she said, it is well. It is well. In spite of my circumstances, the cry of her heart was said, it is well. 
Amen. Look at your neighbor this morning and say, It is well. It is well. Now look at your pastor this morning and say, It is well. But you don't understand. And that church on that hill is never going to make it. Huh? Come, Come on, on, they don't understand there's something inside. Oh, man. There's a pain yeah. in yeah. yeah. oh. here. There's a people of God that stand walking in arms with him. Amen. If they can come hell or high water, huh? that pastor's still going to stand behind the word of the Lord. He's speaking to your situation this morning and say, It is well. Amen. It's not what the doctors may say. That's what I begin to proclaim. Amen. When I was sitting on the side of the road for about six hours up at UAB, it is well. What we might not see in the natural, it is well. What we might not see in the natural, it is well. With my soul, and that's what I'm beginning to proclaim for my wife, it is well. It is well. So it says that she, she, verse 24 says that she saddled a donkey and said to her, sir, drive, go forward, do not slacken the pace for me unless I tell you. Amen. What she was telling him, don't hold back. Don't stop. Come on. Get on. You got a destination to get to. Huh? You know, I don't want you to stop. I don't want you to pull back unless it's my word. Huh? I want you to get there. I got something. My boy's at home. He's sick. Huh? Amen. They, he's dead. Huh? Amen. But I got something. I got to get to that man of God. And we've got to get back to him. Amen. Amen. Because it is well. It's going to happen. Amen. But I've got to do my part. Right. So we find. So she departed and went up to the man of God at Mount Carmel. And it says, So it was when the man of God saw her far off that he said to his servant, Gehazi, Look, the sugar, my woman, please run now to meet her and say to her, It is well with you. Is it well with your husband or is it well with your child? Here it says that they looked out and they saw her coming from afar off. You think that was an accident? No, sir. Huh? Do you think that was an accident when we're foolish and we're dumb and we're running our own way? And we're lost and unknown without God. Can I tell you this morning, that might be you. You may be lost and undone without God. You're here this morning, you may have the suit and the tie, but inside you're lost and unknown without God. Can I tell you, he knows right where you're at. He knows right what you're going through. Or maybe you are right with God, but you're going through some battles. You're going through some struggles. Can I know, tell you this morning, that he knows right where you're at. He knows right what you're going through, what, right what you're dealing with. It says that he saw her from afar off. And he sent a servant out to go ask her, is it well with you? Is it well with your husband? Or is it well with your child? And you know what she said? Well. Come on, act like you know it this morning. It is well. It is well. It is well. I'm going to tell you this morning, you need to speak to your servant. Say it is well. Amen. You don't understand. Amen. What my bank account has. You don't understand what the doctors told me. I speak to this house this morning tell you it is well. It is well with that circumstance. Amen. It is well. It is well. Then we find. She answered and said, It is well. Now, when she came to the man of God at the hill, she called him by his feet. But Gehazi came near to push her away. See, the crowd wants to push you away. The crowd don't want you to get close to God. Huh? The church folks try to push the woman away. Try to push the children away from God, from Jesus. And Jesus says, such as this is the kingdom of God. Such as this. We can't. The world wants to push you away. And keep you outside of the vision, the focus that you got for your life. 
But keep on keeping on. It says that he told her, he said, let her alone for her soul is in deep distress and the Lord has hidden it from me and has not told me. So she said to him, did I ask for a son, my Lord? Did I not say this? Do not deceive me. Could you imagine what's going on? She came to this man of God because she never asked for a child. Sometimes God will give you things in your life that you don't ask for. But guess what? He knows what's best Amen. for us. The good and the bad. He knows what's best for our lives. You think, well, I prayed for this, but I've got that. That wasn't what I prayed for. But God knew what was best for our lives. That's why we need to pray His will, not our will. Because He knows what's best down the road. They was talking about buying that truck long ago and knowing that you couldn't afford it. About three months and you're not going to have it. They're going to come yep. repossess it. Yep. Knowing what we need and what we can have in our lives. So it said that, she said, do, did I not tell you, do not deceive me? I had a child at birth, but now it's dead. So what happened? So he said, he told Gehazi, get yourself ready and take my staff in your hand and be on your way. If you meet anyone, do not greet him. And if anyone greets you, do not answer him. But lay my staff on his face of the child. What does the staff represent? What did they use the staff for in the Bible? They took the staff and they beat it against the rock. And what happened? Water came out. What does water represent? The spirit. What I need you to do is take. We'll use this in Northern Bottom. Take my staff. And I want you to place it on the child's head. My spirit into that child. And we're going to watch the transformation of the Lord. Sometimes we, when we've done all that we know how to do. The Bible says when you've done all that you know how to do. Just stand. stand. Just stand. Right. Then what are you going to do? You're going to watch the salvation of God. Because you can't do it. The doctors can't do it. But there's somebody mightier than I. Amen. His name is Jesus Christ. And the only thing is when you hold your head up, it's only for a season. And it's only for a purpose. So it says that he ran out. He took the staff and, and ran to the house. The mother of the child said, I'm not going anywhere. I'm with you, man of God. So he was kind of obligated to his word. I gave you this child. Now through his mind thinking, oh Lord, what am I going to do? It's like a child when he's very young, he brings a, a toy to you that he's done broken a thousand pieces and he just expects us daddies to be able to fix it. Somehow or another, we're the fix-alls. They want us to fix it and make it right, make it work again. Sometimes we can, sometimes we can't. But that's what you expected. You give me this child, he's got to come back to life. Something's got to happen here. So it says she's not going to leave him. So they get on the way and they head on that way. Just paraphrasing as we're going now. It says, so as the Lord lives, as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So he rose and followed her. Now Gehazi went on ahead of him and laid the staff on the face of the child. But there was neither voice nor hearing. Therefore he went back to meet him and told him, saying, the child has not awakened. The child has not awakened. So pretty much he's telling that the child is just dead. There's no life there. I put the spirit on him. I put that staff as you requested, but he's still no more. Still not happening. It's just like when you pray, you pray, you pray, and nothing still begin to happen. Amen. Like Mary and Martha, when they went to Jesus and said, Lazarus is dead, he's in the tomb, he begins to stink. He said, I'm on my way. Come on. I'm not on my way in your time, but I'm on my way in my time. Amen. 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 We know that story. Amen. I preached that a different day. Let's go on. 
Then it says, when Elisha came into the house, there was a child laying dead. Somebody said he was dead. dead. On his bed. He went in there for him and shut the door behind the, the two of them and prayed to the Lord. And when he had laid upon the child and put his mouth on his mouth and his eyes on his eyes, his hands on his hands, and stretched himself out of the child, and the flesh became warm. The flesh didn't just jump up, but it became warm. Something began to happen. Something began to transition. You know what's inside of you? Amen. When God starts doing something, you don't understand. You just feel something inside of your heart. Amen. In your spirit, man, you know God's doing something, but you don't know what he's doing, how he's doing it, but you know he's up to something. Amen. Amen. Have you ever been there? Amen. Amen. Elisha knew something was beginning to happen. Uh, amen. This flesh that was dead didn't have no movement, didn't have no voice. Something began to happen. Something began to shake inside this child. Amen. He felt that body become warm. Amen. The spirit man was coming back inside of him. Amen. As we look on and it says, uh, Amen. Then it says, He returned and he walked back and forth into the house and again went up and stretched himself out on him. It says, Then the child sneezed seven times. <laughs> And the child opened his eyes. Come on. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Then he opened his eyes. Seven times is perfection, right? That's God's yeah. word for perfection. Then he opened his eyes. Did God do what he said he was going to do? Did yes, God prove his faithfulness to this, this Shemite woman? Can I tell you, God will do the same thing for you? Amen. Your circumstance, your problem, your storm, your life, God will do the same thing for you. He's going to respect the person. What he'll do for me, he'll do for you. That's right. Amen. What he'll do for you, he'll do for that sinner, man. Amen. We just got to go tell that sinner. That's right. Don't lose hope in your season of barriers. Don't lose your destination. Don't lose where you're headed. Don't get off track. Real quickly, flip over to Genesis 25. Genesis 25, verse 19, reads this. It says, this is the genealogy of Isaac, Abraham's son. Abraham begot Isaac. Isaac was 40 years old when he took Rebekah, his wife, the daughter of Bethel, the Syrian, and Paden, Aram, the sister of Lebanon, the, of the Syrian. Now Isaac pleaded with the Lord for his wife because she was barren, and the Lord granted his plea, and Rebekah, his wife, conceived. Here we find the same story. She was buried inside without a child. Isaac comes before the Lord, seeks God, and says, My wife wants a child. We want a child. Lord, would you please grant my plea? And he honored that plea. But something began to happen again. We go from the mountaintop again down to the valley. Now it happened. It says, in verse 22, it says, But the children struggled together within her and she said if all is well why am i like this so she went to inquire the lord and the lord said to her two nations are in your womb two people shall be separated from your body one will be stronger than the other and the other shall serve the younger so when her days were fulfilled she gave birth to the twins not only did god bless her with one child but he blessed her with two Amen. he blessed her with double fold of what she asked but something began to happen inside of her there was a struggle. There was a war. Her season she was going through was fixing to produce something down the road. Did you see how that migrated and how that took place? That process that she was going through, that season that she was going through, 
what's preparing her for that next step. Then it says that, just like us, skip on to verse 29, it says, Now Jacob cooked a stew, and Esau came in from the field, and he was weary. Just like many of us, sometimes we get weary along this journey. Amen. We get weary when we're looking at the four walls, and nothing begins to happen. Nothing begins to move, and we're looking at the same thing day in and day out. We've prayed, we've sought God, and we're in this season, and we don't know how to get out. We don't know how to hold our head up and keep going on. We get weary along the way. And that's what happened with Esau here. He was out in the field. He was weary. So he come in and Esau said to Jacob, Please feed me with that same red stew, for I am weary. Therefore his name is called Edom. But Jacob said, Sell me your birthright as of this day. See, that's all the enemy is doing. You know, the Bible says that the enemy is like a royal lion. He didn't say he was, but it says that he was like a royal lion, walking and seeking whom he may devour. So he's looking over your life, trying to find the Lord's foothold that he can get in your life and get you to trip up, stone up, and mess up. Then you will sell yourselves out and say, what's the use going on? What's the hope of going on? But you just throw that towel in. Have you ever been there? I have. I've been there as a Christian. I've been there as a preacher. I preached the word of God and that next week I felt the same thing. I felt that very same thing sitting on a pew for months and seeking God. Living the life the best that I know how. But still feeling that weariness. What's the use? What's the hope? one day something begin to happen. One day something begin to happen. And I began seeking God and God starts breaking something in my life. It was just a season. It wasn't nothing that I had done wrong. I hadn't turned away. I hadn't walked away from the Lord, but it was a season that I was going through that was preparing me, amen, to hold on through the battle. Hold my head up, amen, and still know that I'm a child of God. If folks, I want to tell you this morning, you may be that very same thing. And hold your head up because God loves you. God's got a purpose. God's got a plan for your life. Amen. The enemy wants you to quit, throw up the title, and sell yourself out. Sell your birthright out. That's what Esau done. Amen. He got to the point that he was so weary and said, what's the use? I can't go on anymore. Amen. Unless I get some food. Something began to happen. Amen. He sold his birthright out to his son. Amen. His son, his other son, when he got a double portion, amen, to the father's estate. Amen. That's the desire of the enemy is to take that birthright away from you. Amen. That if you die, you'd bust down wide open. Uh-oh. He's an open the door now. I got to preach real fast. Y'all say amen. <laughs> oh, we're changing gears here. Come on. Amen. Y'all run out. Give me just a minute. The season of barrenness is not to stay. Amen. Everything has a season. Everything has a purpose. Amen. Don't sell yourselves out. Amen. Don't lose your hope. Don't lose your purpose. Amen. Psalm 118 and verse 17. Uh, somebody say this with me. I shall live and not die. I shall live and not die. But live and declare the works of the Lord. I shall not die, but live. And declare the works of the Lord. God's got a purpose for your life today. Let's go real quickly. He's got a purpose for every season of your life. Those various times could come from a child. It could come from financial. It could come from emotional, spiritual. There's many, many different things that it could come from. It caused a season of barrenness in your life. But can I tell you, God is still faithful. God will still see you through. Those seasons are temporary. They change. Some are shorter, some are longer. Amen. Remember, we have to prepare ourselves for different natural seasons. We have to put on more clothes, take clothes off for different ones. Those seasons are temporary. Amen. What you're facing, what you're going through today, what you'll go through tomorrow, next week, next month, next year, they're seasons. They're not meant to stay. They're meant to come 
and they're meant to go. Amen. My word today is to tell you to hold your head up. Keep on that fire line and be encouraged because God is with you. God's got you. And most importantly, God will see you through. Amen. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Father, we love you this morning, God. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your word. Lord, that you have spoken to our lives this morning, God. And Lord, I pray over this body, this congregation, God. And Lord, that this word would just migrate within our hearts, Lord. That we may understand the season to come, season to go. But one thing is for sure. You're the same God today, yesterday, and forevermore. Your promises are yes and amen. Lord, you're there with us, Lord. Even in the midnight hour when nobody's there. You said that you would be a friend, that I stick closer than a brother. So, Father, I pray for every man, every woman, every child in this place, God, to understand my voice. They will be encouraged, they will be strengthened and empowered by your spirit today, God. Knowing that you got a plan, that you got a purpose, and God, that you got a destiny for each and every one of these people, Lord. Lord, we love you, we bless you, we thank you for what you're going to do in our lives. And as every head's bowed and every eye's closed, I just want to ask you real quick, will there be one in this place to say, pray for me, preacher? I never asked Jesus Christ to come to my heart and be my Lord and Savior. If I die today, hell will be my destination. I've been to church, but having that relationship, that's what it's all about. It's a relationship. You and him being the Lord of your life. You say, pray for me, preacher. I've never made that commitment. I never asked him to come and be the Lord of my life. Would you just pray for me? Would you slip your hand up and take it back down? Would there be one in this place this morning? Say, I'm lost and unknown without Jesus. Maybe I'm vaccinated. I drew cold on God. I'm not sure where I would be. My prayer today is, as you walk through those doors, you know where your destination is. Would there be one here and say, just pray for me. I'm not going to leave you with God. Would you raise your hand and slip it, slip it up and just take it right back down. We're not here to judge you, condemn you, or throw rocks at you. We're here to love you and lead you back to the kingdom of God. Would there be more? Say, pray for me. I'm not where I need to be. Just question mark. I see that hand. Will there be another? Will there be another? That one that raised your hand. Would you come up and let me pray with you today? Just come on up and let me pray with you. There was other hands that went up. Come on and pray with me. I'm not here to judge you. I'm not here to condemn you. I love you and I want to stand with you. And I don't want no question mark that when you walk through those doors that you be lost and unknown out Jesus. We don't know what this world may hold. One thing we know is who holds tomorrow. Will there be another? Let's just pray with me as I pray for this young man.
Will it be anybody else? Anybody need special prayer or read anything? I'll turn it back over to the pastor. Need special prayer. Maybe something with the message. Maybe something totally different. We're here to lock arms and pray with you. Miss Jane. Okay. All right. We'll do that. Anybody else need special prayer? I'll turn it back over to the pastor. We'll pray for her when she comes back. You know, the other lady says something about praying on y'all's prayer box. So I'll, I'll stand with you whenever you want. I'll turn the service back over to you, and then we'll pray for Miss Jane. Thank you for listening to Fairview Christian Radio. If you wouldn't mind, please subscribe to the podcast so you never miss when we upload a new episode. You can also subscribe to the church's YouTube channel. The link for that is in the show notes. Also in the show notes, you'll see a link to our Facebook page. You can follow us on there too. God bless you and have a great day.